I'm Shannon. And I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor Podcasting. What have you been up to? Well, I've donated my time to washing my new truck. I vacuumed, put a lot of armor all on the truck, and then took it over to Chrysler, and they did a computer reflash on the PCM. Did some computer software updates to fix some issues they were having with the computer. Oh, they were having issues Order. with the computer? Yeah, it was a recall oh. that the previous owner hadn't taken care of yet. It was a relatively new one from 2021, so it was a new recall. Makes sense. And I ordered a, ordered a sunshade to protect our dash, so our dash looks like it does now, 10 years from now, hopefully. Nice. I need to do that. We have a, a car size shade for an SUV, so it doesn't do right. a whole lot. We need to get the bigger size. I mean, I ordered it from Chrysler. That way it's uh, custom fit to fit the windshield of the truck. Smart. Excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I came home and I'm, mom and I ate lunch and I'm patiently waiting for the inspector to show up. So which inspector per- is this? We pulled a permit to change out our HVAC system or our air conditioner. And we finally have all the correct documentation. The installation is done. So now we can get it signed off with the county. That'll be another project that we can check off the list. So in terms of what you had to do, you and mom did a re-roof. You did new insulation. You put solar racking and solar on your home. And you also did a new AC unit. Yes, and And we did a backup solar system on our shed, so it's basically a solar shed. Okay, so how many permits did the city and or state of California require you to pull to basically redo things that were on your roof? They required for the roof itself three permits, one for the solar, one for the re-roof, and then one for the air conditioner. Now, I was able to get a package deal on the solar and the re-roof, even though it was two different permits, they consolidated it into one for me. So I paid one price for both permits and they were able to come out and inspect basically concurrently as I was doing stuff until completion. Okay, and how would you say working with these city officials were? Working with the, since we're on a county island, working with the county inspectors and the folks I dealt with um, at their office were fantastic. Oh, actually, let me add one thing on there. With the, with the solar installation, I have an old house, 1960, which had a small 100-amp breaker panel. We had to upgrade that to a 200-amp, so actually part of the permit of the solar was also the panel change. But they were all, PG&E was, uh, as it relates to the panel change, they were fantastic. Uh, the county inspectors were phenomenal. And the county people downtown that kind of helped me along the way, they were they were very good as well. Well, that's really good to hear. It's um, nice working have through, good experiences. Yes, working through the NEMS program with PG&E, which was them allowing us to turn the solar on since it's a grid-tied system of being able to interconnect with them and backfeed into the grid, that was a little bit challenging. That took us almost an extra month and a half, and it all boiled down to a discrepancy between 
the county and the way they address permits and PG&E, the way they read your permit. So I won't give our specific address, but at the end of our address, we are drive. So it's number, 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 street, drive. Well, the county, when you pull a permit, they don't recognize drive, street, avenue, place, way, any of those. So when they, we pulled the permit, we put drive down, but when they issued the permit, drive was omitted. Well, when we processed our paperwork with the NIMS department at PG&E, we put drive on the paperwork for them. Um, they kept kicking the paperwork back saying that the permit that was issued does not match the address of the job. So a month and a half, yeah, a month and a half of, of emails back and forth with PG&E. Finally, we got an e- and the county, finally we got an email that basically said, hey, look, Redo the top nine pages, just omit the drive, and we can finish processing your paperwork. Now, we had to do a math formula to make sure that the system was correct for what we had ordered. We had to do all kinds of other calculations, which were all perfect, and it boiled down to drive at the end of our address. So we omitted the drive on a Thursday at 8 o'clock at night, I believe it was. On Friday morning around 10-ish, we received an email from PG&E thanking us for joining the solar family in California. So all that heartache basically for DRIVE. For an abbreviation that's two letters or a word that's five letters. That would be correct. But it's done. We learned something as DIYers because we're not contractors. We don't own a construction company. We don't own an electrical company. Uh, myself, my wife, and all my family members just have enough knowledge individually that when we combine our skills together, we can do anything. So we were able to get all that done uh, in a pretty timely manner, I think. So it's pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely pretty awesome to have that kind of help from all the family members and friends. I'm glad different ones of us at different times are able to help you out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are we going to talk about today? I know that I want to go into one topic of discussion that this will be the absolute last time I mention this gentleman's name and it'll be the last time I talk about COVID-19. So are you going to stop talking uh, to me if I bring it up? <laughs> no, 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 no. You can talk about it and bring it up. I'm just, uh, I'm done as somebody has said that I really like uh, on another podcast that I'm tired of giving Dr. Fauci free rent in my headspace, so I'm not going to talk about, obviously, you know who now, Dr. Fauci. Solid COVID-19. Yes. Giving free and space I am, in your free rent space. Yeah. Yeah. Free rent in my headspace, and we're done with him. And I am absolutely glad that the NIH came out yesterday and basically said, sorry, Mr. Fauci's been telling untruths to Congress. We were absolutely funding gain-of-function research. And to me, gain-of-function research next to that, you put in parentheses, death of millions across the world. So I hope somebody in D.C. actually has or the guts, the will, to bring this guy up on some type of charges and prosecute him. And I would like to see it at The Hague, if that's where the world court's at, on crimes against humanity. That's all I will say, that's all I will say about him. 
So I did see that yesterday the NIH admitted to the gain-of-function research on the coronaviruses out of China. It was on a Chinese bat, so out of China. That They did admit to it, at least for those who could read their release, they did not actually use the term gain-of-function. They kind of tiptoed around it. It seemed, I don't know if I read the wrong release or if it was somebody else's opinion, but from what I gathered, there was no admission on the term gain of function. And it seemed to be that they were releasing this information with the hopes that maybe not everybody would understand that they meant gain of function. So they they called it something else and I can't remember what it was, but yeah. So that, that's, is that going to be his saving grace? Oh, you can't bring up charges because they never called it gain of function or you know, arose by any other name. Right. Well, they need to stop using the legal lawyer jargon. And that's why they're doing it that way, because they know the man is guilty. And the sad, pathetic thing is there was some more research, funny research done yesterday. And apparently the NIH or the organization they send money to is funding the Wuhan lab through 2025. Oh, they're still funding. They're still funding. Through 2025. Yeah, they are. They use the intermediary, so they they uh, give money to one company, and then that company then turns around and gives it to another company. Part of the claim was, well, we gave them this much money to or to this person. We gave this much money or to this organization, and they gave it to another organization, and they weren't transparent on what that money was for. I don't understand if we're if we are giving money, we the U.S. government or a government entity is giving money to a company to do research. Why are they in turn giving it to someone else to do the research? Like it should be no contractors, no subcontracting. Just we gave you money. You are answerable to us. You cannot disperse the money elsewhere. Right. As we talked about multiple times, though, if China is our enemy why would we fund a chinese lab for any kind of research i I would give them zero dollars we supposedly have 200 and some secure labs across the united states where they've done this type of research at one point or another and they're very secure labs and i don't believe that any of these labs have ever ever had leaks like this well, and they said that this was not their first lapse. If it does get proven that it came out of this lab, the Chinese government has hidden this information for over a year. And even the, I would say the United States government and our media companies, along with social media, meaning you know news organizations and social media, helped to hide even the inquiry into it by banning the topics of conversation. So... A year later, year and a half later, they've had all of that time to scrub any references that they can possibly scrub. Well, and that's why I don't trust the World Health Organization either, because they're the ones that help hide that as well. Yeah, it was Taiwan. We owe Taiwan a debt of gratitude for finally shouting from the mountaintop of what was going on. And they pointed to the World Health Organization aiding and abetting China in keeping it quiet. Right, and that's why it worries me that we have a pact with Taiwan that we would protect them or help defend them in the event of an attack by China. 
Yet it looks like uh, China at some point in time, according to the experts, which will be from zero time, which is now till the next three to four years, that China is going to take over Taiwan, whether it be by force or what they call peacefully. And any hint of democracy in Hong Kong that the British and others brought there for, I don't know how many years, 50 plus, um, China has completely wiped that out. So they are 100% communist now. Yeah, and they were supposed to be an independent group. They China agreed to that when the British gave it up. Well, there's nothing independent about communists. I mean, for Crimean's sake, the history is there. If people would just look, they would understand what it's all about. When a country like China, back in their day, you know, slaughters 20 to 60 million people so they can set their path, you can never trust them. That is true. So yesterday's news also, Brian Laundrie. One that they had suspected had killed Gabby Petito? Yes, that was boyfriend or fiance. Not quite sure. I've heard, well, I've heard boyfriend. They found, they found him and identified his phone. Yeah, I read he that, was, um, yeah. you know, Dog the Bounty Hunter was looking for him. The FBI was looking for him. And then apparently his parents said he likes to go camping in this spot. And within 30 minutes or so, they... They found him. And deceased, but they found him. Right. Well, they may do an autopsy and claim that maybe it was a suicide, but I don't know any of the families, obviously, because we're out here on the West Coast. But I, I would venture my own personal hypothesis that probably one of Gabby's family members was very dissatisfied and upset <laughs> and may have helped him commit suicide or handled it in their own family way. Yeah, right now they're, yeah. they've they just released that they used dental records to identify him, and that's about it. Right, right. Yeah, they used records yesterday or day before yesterday to identify him. Well, you know, the family um, is upset. Gabby's family is upset because now uh, there's going to be no justice for her, basically, if he committed suicide because he won't be uh, sent to prison, tried, convicted, and held for his crimes. Yeah, but our oh. our criminal justice system is actually set up in a manner that it, even though we have victim impact statements and victims' rights, we don't really see, it, it's not a decision on what kind of punishment I want a killer to have. It's society. All of society gets to decide. So sometimes even in our own system, it's not going to make us feel better. Because they're they're saying, yes, I understand you were the victim, but really the crime happened to society. So they just kind of do this overview of society. That's why you hear about killers getting out early, rapists getting out early, people getting let off without serving their full sentence. is because the victim actually isn't the one getting the justice. Right, and that's what I was going to say is I think it was justice. I know the family may not, but you know what? having to not pay because that's what would happen is the family members or whatever state um, he's from wherever he gets incarcerated they would have to pay taxes to pay the housing right and if not, they went death yeah, penalty it would be millions of dollars right be millions of dollars because he'd appeal 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 for 20 years well you know what the guy's memory will be wiped off the face of the earth he's gone move on 
And I don't mean the family move on from the loss of their daughter. I mean all the stuff that would have happened to him had he still been alive. He would have been afforded all those opportunities. Move on. Move on from him. You know, and I, I keep seeing a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm learning a lot as we're doing these podcasts because I'm doing a little bit of research here and there. But there's a lot of people across America that are upset that they focus so much attention on this one girl. And I, a lot of them say basically because of her race and her looks. Or ethnicity. Yeah, we have uh, a white lady syndrome, like a right. missing and white they're lady. not focusing on other people of color that have been kidnapped and murdered and, and all that have been missing for years. And apparently there's a little bit of truth to that, but I really don't know if they do that intentionally or if there's just circumstances that drive the way they follow these cases. Because I, I don't think really that a news outlet says, okay, well, we have 500 here and we have one here. Let's look at the one and not the 500 because all the others are Hispanic or black or Asian or what OT other than white. Let's just focus on this young little white girl. I think they kind of look at it and go, this one is going to generate more revenue for us and people watching it just because of the sheer percentage of how many white folks in America. Yeah, I think you can get into sheer numbers. I think they also look for, sad to say this, the perfect victim. So they don't want a victim. It, when you're in the news, if your victim's going to end up having a bad history, they were a drug addict, they were a known prostitute. A lot of time, whether they're white, I mean, that can be a white person too. They look for the perfect victim. And I'm not saying white people are only the perfect victims, but then they latch onto that and then they give us this like, sob story of this person's life look at a young life taken so soon and help us find the killer they look for the perfect victim so that goes to what you're saying about news organizations generating money they pick and choose which victim is going to generate them money when the reality is we should be publishing as many you know people as we can in an attempt to get justice for everyone across the board even if they're not the perfect victim and I wonder if the officers in Wyoming are going to get in trouble at all, because I guess there's a rule, law, regulation across America. And, and Judge Janine Pirro mentioned it the other day, and I forgot what the exact legal term is. But if there's an issue or a fight between two adults like this, they were supposed to discern which one is the aggressor. And they were supposed to arrest that person, and I think it's like a 24-hour go-to-jail uh, cooling-off period. And they kicked them loose. They didn't do anything to them. They held them for a bit and then cut them loose. Yeah, I think they had her recorded on body camera footage, talking about whatever abuse she had just sustained. And then that was some of the yeah. the last bits of information they had on her before her body right. was Right, it's gone. unfortunate. Maybe if they would have arrested him, she'd still be alive. But we don't know that. No, we don't. It could have made him even more mad than he was, you know. By 24 hours, you wouldn't be cooled off. You'd be more angry. Right. Absolutely. Well, how about we roll to America, schools, superintendents, the federal government, Homeland Security, wanting to use the FBI to shut down parents who are upset about what's going on in their school districts across America. And then we have, unfortunately... What started the whole thing was a father that was upset because his daughter was raped in a bathroom. 
and the Loudoun County superintendent made false claims about it, and he hid it. They hid it from the public. Yes, so one of the things that I noted with regard to that case is the the young boy was a cross-dresser. It's unclear if he identified as transgender or if he just kind of identified as a girl because he he wore a skirt and girl's clothing and then went into the women's restroom or locker room and that is where he assaulted this young girl and then the father came to pick her up they only told the father that there was an altercation and they were handling it in-house and the father blew up he just started yelling and screaming he talked to he did talk to his daughter at one point and started to discern that there was more than just a simple assault going on here. So he was like, how could you do it with this in-house? He was irate, yelling, screaming. And so they called the police on him. And then after the police started interviewing everybody there, they realized that a sexual assault had taken place. So they escorted this young girl, 15 years old, to get a rape kit done. And in the meantime, the school moved this kid from the high school he was at to another local area high school while the investigation was ongoing. The father went to the school board meeting to voice his piece about the transgender bathroom policy because he felt that this is something that contributed to his daughter getting assaulted. And the superintendent, as you noted, said that there was no history of assaults. Like it had no tie to assaults and he knew that not to be true. A leftist, um, kind of an agitator, decided to approach him and tell him he didn't believe his daughter, or she didn't believe his daughter, and that got him riled up, and then he ends up getting uh, taken out by the police and dragged out of the, the meeting, and then it comes out months later that, in fact, there was a sexual assault, and by then there had been two sexual assaults. So it wasn't just that it could happen, it in fact did happen, they said it never happened, and now they've actually turned up more evidence that they happened prior to this, maybe not necessarily with the the boy in question, but there have been other sexual assaults at the school, and they haven't been reporting them. Right, they've been hiding them. It's very interesting that the Loudoun County prosecutor who sought to jail the father of the girl allegedly raped at school has direct ties to George Soros and Terry McCullough. I, I don't, this George Soros, his name pops up in everything. The guy who's not an American, meddles in our election, and now he has some type of ties to a prosecutor in Loudoun County. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it was Terry uh, McAuliffe. Sure. Yeah, Terry McCullough. McCullough. Okay, so he is running for governor, and he actually said while in a Q&A session that he didn't believe that parents should have an impact or influence on their child's education, that we need to leave right, it to... Right, what t- teachers teach. Yes. Right. And I wonder if he feels the same way. So if you have a failing school district where you don't even graduate the majority of your kids literate, you don't graduate you know, passing high school level math... Do you still think that a parent doesn't have the right to have any input on that failing school? That His argument is just ridiculous, that parents should not well, have it is, say. And He's another guy that's been in politics probably almost his entire life, probably since um, he was in the womb. He was running for office. 
that they need to do term limits and stuff to limit guys like this from being able to influence anything and even have the ability to make that kind of a statement. Because I believe he's a, a staunch Clinton supporter. That would be Bill Clinton, a rapist. Yeah, and yeah, and <laughs> Why guys is that like not this surprising? just yeah, yeah, and guys like this just should not be allowed to continue on year after year after year after year and have any type of opinion about anything. Well, this is a mess here. When the um, oh, what is his name? Now I'm I'm forgetting who is in charge. Who was before Congress yesterday? Oh, a, Attorney General Garland. And it took one letter from a left wing group. For him to make a decision in seven days to have the FBI develop a snitch hotline and start pressuring parents to not go to these board meetings. You know, same guy that all kinds of stuff has happened across America, all types of fraudulent things. And House members and senators have sent him letter after letter after letter. And the last six months, they've gone unanswered. Yet within five days or seven days, he was willing to do this. And it's a letter from a left-wing organization that talks about one incident. Well, it says 20, but it was one. 19 of them were proved unverifiable because they just simply didn't happen. One of them, I believe, is the father who was arrested yes. at the Luton County. And he was there because his daughter was raped. So you right. took a and victim's father yeah. and cited him as somebody you think is a terrorist. Wow. You and, have the gall right, to call him a, a terrorist. terrorist. And I, I would blow a gasket if something like that happened to one of my daughters. They think he went off the deep end. You know, I, I would have absolutely lost it. I don't get why we are catering when there has to be scientific research out there that will tell these people, you know, even though we want to be kind to them, and we want to have these restroom facilities and let them intermingle and stuff, biologically, it may not be a right thing to do. It may not be a very smart idea. You know, there's issues with women in prison, that yeah. there's transgenders yes. in their prisons now, and they're being raped, and they're complaining, and it's going on deaf ears. Well, obviously, biologically, even though they may dress like a female, act like a female externally, they're having a chemical composition or makeup that's still giving them urges to want to have sex with the opposite sex. Yeah, the jail situation, they actually have a pregnant female prisoner who claims that she was raped by an individual who came to the prison listed as transgender, so they no longer identified as male, they identified as female. And so she is pregnant. Not sure how far along she is in her pregnancy. I didn't read that. But this is something of concern that women are expressing their concern of men identifying as women who may have wrongful intent, ill intent, and then getting to go to a women's prison by saying, I feel like a girl. It is one thing if you've gone through, have the full surgery, everything's there, you're taking the hormones, you still have some physical structure that you were born with that doesn't change. You may lose some right. of your muscle mass, but generally speaking, you have the physical structure of a man up until the point where you started transitioning. But we have well, people, you right. don't, they're not even requiring surgery anymore to say you fully transitioned to the opposite sex. Now you just have to identify. Uh, see, this is that line that you and I talk about and use quite often. 
we have these experts that they create the problem and then they convince people that they're the only ones that can fix it. Another thing I don't understand is why we don't have transgender jail system. If there's enough people who are getting arrested who are transgendered, bathrooms. So we need to have three sets of bathrooms or we have a bunch of individual floor to ceiling stalls so that way nobody can peek under or whatever and everybody just uses the same bathroom just with a bunch of different stalls so you get that kind of individualness out of it like why don't we have that or in school in high school you can have a third team of runners or basketball players football players whatever you're going for if you want a Men only sport, women only sport, transgender only sport. Why not do that? Absolutely. I agree 100%. Transgender only wrestlers, I mean, there's enough. They can work it all through. So it's, a, it's just unfortunate that we have to even read, see, and hear about things like this. Right. And if you express your concern, you're just a hateful, hateful person. Right. That's what I was going to say. If you say something on Facebook or Instagram or some of the other outlets, you get banned or you don't meet the criteria of what they're looking for in a wholesome human being or whatever their terminology is. So how long has Hollywood been around? A hundred years. At least, at least a hundred years. And I'm sure they've had uh, technical experts working with them for probably pretty close to that. And as technology increased and they started making more war movies and movies that required guns and knives and stuff, they had experts making sure that the prop guns were good and safe to use. And how does an actor accidentally shoot somebody with a prop gun and kill them and injure one of the directors? I, I don't know how a prop gun was misfired at a ranch and it kills a 42-year-old lady. They're saying that there was a real bullet in there, and I want to know why there would ever be a real bullet in a prop gun. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there is no reason, no call for that. You know, it was Alec Baldwin, I think, right, that actually... That actually fired her. the shot. A staunch yeah. anti-gun person. Yes. Yes, making the movie Rust. And, and I'm hoping that because he's anti-gun that somebody didn't put the bullet in there. Oh, so he would yeah. be... Yeah. Yeah, to, to make a point. Because I know he's a... From what I've seen of him and the way he's treated one of his daughters, um, he's a pretty hateful man. So, oh, uh, I could so see somebody, could yeah, I could see somebody wanting to get vengeance against him, but unfortunately, a young lady is the collateral damage. I'm very sad that something like that would happen. Yeah, the you Brandon know. Lee's family released a statement about it too. They said yeah, after Bruce that, Lee's son was killed the same way. Yeah, so they wondered how after you know so much changed after 1993, I think it was, how we could be here again. Absolutely, unfortunately, it happens quite a bit. You know, it's just you don't talk, they don't talk about a lot of them because the people, the actors, don't die. Or the stuntmen don't die. Right. Man, Mr. Biden, he is he's quite the president we have here. I actually posted on Facebook last night. He's probably one of the best we've ever had. I'm very proud to have had 50-some percent of uh, the American people vote for him. You know, I wish, uh, now I wish I would have been on that bandwagon and voted for him in, as well and not voted for Mr. Trump for a second term. 
and that's actually 100% baloney, as you know, because the guy is out there in left field. But anytime you post something on Facebook about the man, they uh, they throw you in Facebook jail. Yeah, you can't say mean things. You can only say mean things about Trump. He's off right. limits. Absolutely. There certain people are off limits and others you can you know, just talk about all you want. Mr. Biden has lost more approval at the start of his term than any other president since World War II. Well, if you look at him, we have this out-of-control border. We have a Afghanistan pullout that was just terrible, and it is killing women and children. And men, sorry, you're included in that too. They are killing men, women, and children. But they just, the Taliban went and found an Afghan female volleyball player and beheaded her, told her family to shut up or they were next. So it wasn't known that they had beheaded this young girl for like a month. And they're doing it to other other prominent female females across Afghanistan. If you were in a public sport, if you did anything that would be bring displeasure to the Taliban, they are rounding them up and killing them. And we have Biden to thank for that that a uh, great pullout. Well, you know the interesting thing. Yesterday, I listened to a coworker talking politics to somebody. And he was saying how bad the the Democratic Party is. Um, I listened to him for about ten minutes, just bantered about how bad they are. Yet last year, he was so disgusted with Trump because of a personal issue that was going on in this man's life that he voted for Joe Biden and other Democrats. Wow. And this is another, yeah, this is another four-year cycle where you don't like a person because of their personality or because of one thing, then you're willing to create a train wreck in America, which is what's happening right now. And hopefully it doesn't do so much irreparable damage that when we collect somebody that is similar to Trump economically, um, we can get out of this issue. And that's what I told the gentleman. I said, look, man, you got to stop voting with your heart. you got to vote from your back pocket, from your wallet. You know, Trump was a businessman. He did some really good things. you got to set the personality aside because I, I didn't like some of the stuff that he had done in his past. But honestly, since I don't know him personally, I don't know how much of that stuff in the past was made up by the news media and was factually untrue. Just like Russia collusion and all the other stuff they accused him of that turned out to be not true. So I hope this guy wakes up and he doesn't every four years during election cycle. Well, I don't like this guy, so I'm not going to vote for him because I can't do X. But he may put an additional $10,000 a year in my pocket with a great economy and low fuel prices, low food prices, low vehicle prices, low housing prices low energy costs. Man, there's 50-some percent of people that supposedly voted for this guy. I, I hope they're looking in the mirror every day and retrospect going, man, what a mistake we made. I wish we could turn around and fix it right now. Yes, I wish we could fix it too. But instead, we now have Biden who works with the Taliban and other terrorists on the takeover. They've left them with a bunch of military equipment to use. And they just talked about sending cash aid for humanitarian reasons to Afghanistan when the Taliban is in control of the government. Yeah, we're sending cash aid because they have hard lives. What, to to die? Because they're going to use those resources to go after the people they don't like and kill them. 
They are they are a brutal, brutal group. But I'm so glad people voted for Biden, and we just have this wonderful, you know, place that we're sitting from now, where everything's great in our economy, everything's great in our. We have work and home life balance. We don't have any misspending of taxes. Our border is awesomely taken care of. Man, all it took was. <laughs> A few months, and we're just on the right track with everything. Sorry for all the sarcasm. That's okay, and that's funny you say that, because a lot of the breaking news and a lot of the headlines is the one right here, Biden's border crisis shatters decade-old record. Decade-old record. You can't spend your presidential campaign, this is Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, you can't campaign on open borders and telling people to come and then be shocked that they listened. Like... They would talk about open borders during just about everything, how terrible Trump is. Won't, we don't need the wall. We don't need immigration policy. Everybody just needs to be allowed in. And then now they're like, oh, don't come. Don't come. We don't have the infrastructure. Don't come. And they're all here. So they cannot be shocked that people came right. when they told them for, what was it, a year to come? 1.7 million encounters so far this year, and this is only October. And they're secretly <laughs> flying them to different places around the United States or busing them and sending them, they're sending them COVID positive, they're sending them with any other disease, unclear, communicable disease is unclear, because I don't think they're testing for anything. So Yeah, the guy in charge, Mayorkas, takes a trip to the border, comes back home, gets COVID, and then says he's surprised at how many people south of the border or on the border have COVID. But he's fully vaccinated, so his vaccine worked. Well, it just didn't give him the symptoms, much of the right. symptoms. How long was he walking around infecting other people unknowingly? Right, because he... He was getting tested for work, not because he had symptoms, but because he was about to do something for work, and he gets tested every so often. And they were that's how they found out he had the virus, is because he got tested, not because he thought he had it. Right. So, right. to your point, how many days was he walking around actively giving COVID to other people? Yep, co-worker at work is home on a 10-day isolation, uh, him and two of his sons unfortunately are positive for COVID and he is fully vaccinated as well. He was vaccinated about three months ago. Right. So well within the window to have it still working well. Right. And with that, I heard this morning, I listened to the Florida governor talk about shipping container ships and how they can help out because their areas run 24 seven and they're able to get more cargo ships in there and get more stuff, more commerce moving. He was talking, started talking about, believe it or not, Mr. Biden, our great president, and monoclonal antibody, and how he started that process uh, quite a while back to get that going, and the Biden administration tried to put a halt to it because there was a disagreement between the two of them about mandates, and the monoclonal antibody dropped their hospitalizations by 90%. Right. Well, if we have something that works, we can't force you to take something else that's uncertain. And at the time, it was uncertain. They're saying it's fully FDA approved now, but at the time, it was uncertain. And so taking something that works versus taking something that it was unclear, you weren't allowed to decide that risk for yourself. 
Right, right. And that's the way America's supposed to be set up, that it's you and your doctor's decision, not uh, the federal government. You know, granted, if the, if the mortality or, you know, 30% of the population was dying and they had something that worked, and obviously shoot everybody with it, and we'll worry about some of the consequences later, which would have been kind of like the Spanish flu of the, you know, early 1900s. They didn't have vaccines. They didn't know what was going on, and that thing was killing millions. Right, and we look at it now, and we have we have a great ability now to to live healthier lifestyles, to make better choices, both in our food, our vitamins, what we're doing, where we're going. We have you know Clorox wipes and other bleach and stuff to take care of what we can. And as far as our, our healthcare system is they have the ability to do many more things that they didn't have the ability to do in 1918. Right, so, right. Obviously, it's, there's leaps and bounds and advancements over the last 70 to 100 years. But even though we've gotten really good, we're still probably nowhere near where we should be. Oh, we definitely and need they, to work on that. Yeah. And they should look at other countries, you know, even though we're supposed to be superior to other countries. There's uh, medications over in Japan they're using. God, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called um, ivermectin. Are they they're using ivermectin to, in Japan? Yeah, they're giving it to a majority of their population, and it's working. Well, not not in the uh, vaccine or, or COVID sphere, but if you look at our maternity issues we have a very high death rate for a first world country we have so much that we do that ends up in the wrong area that people have worse outcomes than if they had gone to other countries and had their baby it's amazing everybody used to want to come here because of the best medical care and stuff in the world yeah there's a lot to be desired unfortunately in our system yeah it's crazy it's very sad very sad that this has turned like this and it goes back to our saying that we let people that think they're the smartest people in the room make the decisions and make the mistakes and then convince you on the backside that they're the only ones that can fix it absolutely true or or cover it up as the case may be they're the only ones that can cover it up or hide it Awesome. What else is going on out here in this big world of ours? Well, right now, jumping back to the border, I did not realize this This was me not paying enough attention because I knew about the vice president going to the border. She kept saying she wasn't going to go, and then when Trump made plans to go to the border, all of a sudden she was going to be down there and going to the border. And so... You know, there had been some of my focus on that, but I did not realize that Biden has not been to the border. I know that he delegated it to the VP, but shouldn't he have any level of concern with what's going on down there? He hasn't been. Well, he probably thinks he's been. Somebody probably told him he went down there and he's like, oh, okay. How was it? Oh, good. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was more he's like, oh, I probably should go there, huh? (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe I should really go down there. Yeah, Maybe I no, should check it out. I hear there's something. definitely a hands-off kind of guy, but if you'll think back a couple presidents when, uh, I think it was the Katrina hurricane. Yeah, that was under Bush. 
under Bush, mm-hmm. and they were upset at him that he didn't react fast enough, and then he didn't go down there fast enough. I think it damage. was four days. He waited like yeah, four days. Wa- right. He wanted to give the local people the opportunity to get some stuff under control, so it didn't take away from them, because there's a lot involved when you move a president around, because now we have to have multiple airplanes, multiple vehicles, multiple secret service, multiple military to protect the guy or girl so they can move about the the state, the city, or the country. So it's taking away from locals because they use a lot of locals to help set the logistics up. And he was actually the smart guy and in the right for waiting a few days to go down there. And one of the things that he did do was do a flyover without actually landing to to get out and go talk to people so he wasn't using those resources. And they actually spoke negatively of him because he did a flyover and didn't touch down and help out and whatever they expected the city right. president yeah, to do. During the, during the Iraq war, see, who was the only president to ever go into a war theater like that? Uh, oh, see, that'd be Mr. Bush. He actually went over there without anybody knowing to meet with the troops and I believe that I saw videos and pictures of him serving I think it was either a Thanksgiving meal or a Christmas meal I don't remember too many other presidents doing anything like that no Bush definitely sticks out in your mind for for supporting the troops even now uh, I had heard well I don't know about during COVID and the airports but he would come to a lot of the welcome homes at the local airport right he He always used to go to Walter Reed as well he definitely has, you know, that, that sort of giving spirit, giving yeah, back. I don't agree with a lot of his politics, and I think that he's one of those uh, one-world-order guys. But when it comes to compassion, the compassion side of him is, is off the charts. Yeah, I would have to agree. You know, it's got to be something that we'll never experience, which is having to send guys off the war, young kids, and then having to face the parents when uh, that person dies or gets blown to smithereens. That's got to be a heavy burden that them guys carry, and that's why if you watch them over their terms, whether it's one or two, they look relatively young on day one, and they look extremely old on the very last day. Yeah, people are talking about President Trump now, how much weight he's lost, how good he looks. I mean, relative speaking to his age and all of that, but how, right. how good he's looking compared to the last four years. When he was in the White House, and they're saying, well, he doesn't have access to a 24-hour chef in the White House anymore, so maybe that's helping. <laughs> I'm like, well, he's yeah, kind funny. of rich enough to have a 24-hour chef, so I don't know that that well, was a problem. That's the interesting thing, because I believe that he had a personal chef because of his corporation, and they actually hired that chef during the four years that he was there. That oh. he actually was, yeah, he was fed by his regular chef, from what I understand. Because he knew how to and, cook his food. Yeah, he knew what the man liked to eat, which I think was McDonald's burgers and fries. Yeah, and wonder if he got the <laughs> recipe. Like, did he pay McDonald's for the recipe so his chef could make right. it? Right. Or just sent Secret Service guys out nightly to go get him some food. Yeah, they would McDonald's. go do it, and then the, the chef would plate it and bring it out to him. <laughs> Here you go, sir. Gourmet, <laughs> gourmet White House burgers. There you go. Yeah. True that. So while I was out and about this morning, I actually was looking at the mountains and looking at our weather and our air here in beautiful central California. And Fresno is pretty clear from the smoke, finally. 
And it looks like we're going to get some more rain this weekend, and that should help us out even more. Clear the air so if people that have uh, what they call mouth breathers, <laughs> so maybe our sinuses will clear up a little bit so we can actually breathe. Yeah, I'm hoping for a good amount of rain, but then there's talk that it could cause flooding given the sheer amount that may be coming right, on Sunday, given the Monday. sheer amount of, yeah. right the sheer amount of it well from the fires and stuff that have made the uh, soil unstable and easily erodible yeah for sure for sure so when is the actual election that McAuliffe is running for it's running for governor right right I think it's November uh, okay so it's a normal it's not a special election it's a normal election. That's, he was a, he's already a former governor and he lost. I'm surprised that, well, I guess there are probably two terms there, that they would even let him run again. I don't know why. Well, I mean, I do know why they run, but November 2nd. Well, it says that the results of the November 2nd election could act as a preview of the nation's political landscape. So I think it is... Well, that's the interesting thing because they're talking, they being all these talking heads in the media and all these experts, that 2022, the Democrats are going to get slaughtered in all these elections. Yet I'll bet you if we do a little study or we watch the elections, it's probably going to recycle to people that have already run and been in office once, twice, three, four times before. There's not going to be much new blood. We are going to get the same thing we always got because we're doing the same things we've always done. Right. And I wonder if it's name recognition that people just don't do their research. They just don't know who's out there other than the name they've heard before, the person they voted before, voted for before. And it's just a cycle that we get in that we're just creatures of habit. Hey, I didn't realize that there was some missionaries kidnapped in Haiti. Yes, unfortunately, that is true, and I believe they're ransoming them right now. Yeah, they uh, demand that Biden pay millions of dollars or they will kill all of the kidnapped missionaries. And I believe now that I'm seeing this that I did hear about it, and three to five of them are children. Yeah, a lot of missionaries travel as families, so that's how you end up having children. So, like, if my husband and I wanted to be missionaries, we would bring our kids with us, so... Right. You guys, you know, people want to go do the good work and then you have bad people in every walk of life, every sector of the world that all want something for free and they just have no compassion and they don't care. So they're willing to take these people's lives for cash when I just, I I don't understand it. Yeah, it's a very uh, poor country and there's a lot of corruption there unfortunately even within their right. elected leaders and all of that so there's a lot of unfortunately it's a lot of usual things that that have happened right. in that it's, country it's before. haiti but isn't that where we and people around the world donate hundreds of millions of dollars to so yes we have I since mean, the well for me my my recent memory it was uh, i believe january 12 2009 or 2010 they had a massive earthquake, and then they had at least one-seventh of their country displaced. Uh, they were still in Haiti, but they they were living in tents, so pe- they started sending tents to Haiti and trying to get food and water to all of the displaced people. And then a- about a year later, 
they had a huge cholera outbreak. And so now they were impacted even more. We've been sending millions upon millions of dollars, and it seems like they're still in the same place that they were even then. And right across the island there, the DR, Dominican Republic, they have none of these problems. Well, they have. Uh, they do have missionaries. Well, I, mean, I don't know about their, the kidnappings right. and stuff like that, but they do have some not perfect. Right. I mean, they, they have their issues, but just nothing like their neighbor right across the pond there, right across the a island. divided line, yes. Yes, it's amazing. Well, so Mrs. Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, I haven't been following this transportation bill too much because the Democrats are still infighting, so hopefully they fight so hard none of it gets passed. But um, she'd made a statement this week that there's going to be $200 million slated for a park right around some of her donors. And she says that she deserves the $200 million because she does more for America than any other in Congress. She is nuts. Yes, she is. She she is another person that's past her prime that should not have been reelected, I don't know, five, eight, ten, twelve times by her Since constituents there. Yeah, in the Bay Area that this stuff is a ruse. And we need to get it fixed and under control somehow. Yes, because she is one of the worst. I just don't yes, understand how how people. I mean, you're you're telling me in a heavily Democrat area, you can't find one other person, right, with charisma that could run against her, or does she just have that much pull that nobody and will it do goes, it? That goes with that name recognition, and everybody's familiar with her. And I guess if you look at it from my side, which is Republican side, to her side, is she's doing exactly what her constituents hired her to do, so they're happy and content with her. Lining so we look her at own what pocket? She, yeah, we look at what she's doing, and we say, man, this is criminal. If this was a standard, American standard civilian, we'd be in prison. Absolutely. They would start investigating federal employees at, for any reason. And this, they're like, ah, eh, not that bad, not that bad, no big deal, not that bad. Okay. And just that yeah. case in point, just like that Marine that just pled guilty for making a simple statement about leadership, and now he has to plead guilty and do that just so he can hopefully uh, retire with an honorable discharge or a general discharge and get a pension. Yet when people came out against Trump, that was just fine. Any military leaders, all of them, they would come out against their president. They would come out against their chain of command to the president. That's okay because they are Trump appointees and Trump. But speak out against Biden or Biden appointees. Asking oh, people <laughs> asking people to take responsibility, asking where the responsibility is. And he's the one, oh yep, you're you're the bad guy. We're gonna take you out. You clearly Afghanistan's your fault. Absolutely. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.